morning. Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And we officially turn the page today from week two to week three of the NFL season. You guys know how we do it. Wednesdays, we rank the games. Thursdays, we preview the games. And then Friday, we give you our prediction. We've got the Richmond Commander coming up at 1 p.m. every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio as we will dive into the Washington matchup against the Buffalo Bills. And they'll give you guys my X factors for the game this Sunday at 1 p.m. on the Richmond Commander. We'll catch up with Bill Roth on the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30 and every Wednesday at 2.15. We'll cover high school football here in Richmond, Virginia with the czar Gary Hess as we drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, the voice of high school football here in RVA for 30 years. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, 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 are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. The sports app. All right, let's start in Major League Baseball. Every day here on the sports app, we track the Washington Nationals, who were victorious last night against the Chicago White Sox. Nats and White Sox. We'll play again today at 105. Will be your first pitch as the Nats got the win yesterday, four to three, thanks to the big bat of Joey Manessis. He pinch hit a three-run homer to send the Nats past the White Sox, four to three. Here's the call on WJFK. Swing a fly ball left field, well struck. Back goes Benintendi to the track at the wall, and it's gone. Joey Manessis, a pinch hit, three-run homer, and the Nationals lead the ball game 4-2. How about that? Ildemaro Vargas and Carter Keboom cross the plate on that home run as the Nats defeat the White Sox 4-3. Continuing here on baseball on the sports app, the Richmond Flying Squirrels hosted Game 1 of the Southwest Divisional Series of the minor league baseball playoffs last night. I was out at the Diamond. It was a great crowd, over 7,000 on a Tuesday night. It really impressive. Shows you just how much this town cares about this team. And for me, it's getting personal now. Erie defeated the Squirrels last year, knocking them out of the playoffs. And last night, they took game one with a 5 to nothing victory. Really, just one bad inning for the Squirrels. Missed the double play ball in the fourth. Gave up four runs. And did not score throughout the game. Five to nothing was your final score. Game two will be in Erie on Thursday. Let's move over to the NFL here on the Sports App. So tomorrow, Thursday night football returns, but on Monday you saw Chubb go down with a terrible knee injury. Well, today. The Browns have re-signed Kareem Hunt. He returns to Cleveland after Nick Chubb's knee injury. So Ford got the start for the second half of the game in replace of Nick Chubb. And now moving forward, Kareem Hunt will be taking the carries out of the backfield for the Cleveland Browns. Thursday night football, you have the Giants against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that is... I'm looking at the Niners right there 
possibly to pick them for our Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. They have looked like the best team in football. The Giants were outscored 60 to nothing for the first six quarters. Yeah, they came back, but they only defeated the lousy Arizona Cardinals. It was a lucky victory. I think I might have to lock in the 49ers on Thursday night to destroy the New York Giants. The line is sitting at 10 points right now, over under at 44 and a half. I don't know if San Francisco covers the 10-point spread because Thursday night games are usually ugly, but I do believe they win easily. Let's move over to college football here on the Sports App. So, recapping the local games from this past weekend on Friday night, UVA loses to Maryland 42-14. to They will have another Friday night affair uh, hosting NC State at Scott Stadium. Looks like Anthony Calandria will get the start for UVA as Tony Musket still battles to return from that shoulder injury. Virginia Tech, they lost 35-16 to Rutgers. And on Saturday at 12 noon, they traveled to face off against Marshall. The Grant Wells revenge game as he traveled from Marshall, transferred from Marshall to Virginia Tech. But he's not going to be healthy to play. I believe it's going to be Chiron Drones getting the start for the Hokies. JMU with a great victory, 16-14 against Troy. They are at Utah State Saturday at 8 p.m. And the ODU, I cannot believe they lost that game to Wake Forest. I was watching most of that game. They held the lead for most of the game. Wake Forest comes back late to defeat the Monarchs. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. I want to take some calls during the show today about your thoughts about the Commanders being 2-0. Tied for first place in the NFC East. Do they have a shot at defeating the Buffalo Bills on Sunday? Here's the things that they have going in their favor. Number one... All right. Buffalo's offensive line has not been great through the first two games, and Washington's defensive line has been unbelievable. In the first two games of the season, Josh Allen has been sacked seven times already. Give me three or four sacks from the Commanders' D-line this Sunday. That's the number one thing they they have going for them. Give me a ding for that, Christopher. Number two, it's at home once again, and we saw the impact that the crowd can make when it is a true home field advantage at FedEx Field. And like Michael Phillips said earlier on his program, it is sold out. Commanders, faithful, traveling to FedEx Field, already bought their tickets. It is sold out. And the third thing that Washington has going for them is offensively, they're putting up a ton of points. And anytime you're coming off a game where you score 35, I believe you have a shot to win against anybody in the National Football League. So we will break down the game throughout the show today, look at the matchup, and dive into the X factors for either team. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We mentioned the UVA game. Greg Medea covers UVA for the Daily Progress. He'll hop on the show at 2.30. Matthew Parrish to talk little commanders at 2 p.m. And Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. What you want to do coming over you. Keep on smiling what we go through. One stop to the rhythm that divides Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. 
here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1 fm richmond's home for the washington commanders who host the buffalo bills on sunday every game can be heard here in richmond on the odyssey app richmond's leader for sports talk and We've got a new show here in town from 10 to noon. It's Michael Phillips, and he joins me right now for a little crosstalk. What's going on, Michael P? I feel good. I feel like I'm ready to cancel something. Yeah. Well, let's start with the Commanders first, because last week you talked yourself into a victory. Am I crazy to talk myself into a victory this week? I mean, yes. really? Yeah, yes, you, you are. You think the Bills are that good? Yes, the Bills are that good. It's a dy- it's a dynamic roster, uh, great offense. Uh, you, you got a really strong passing game. Now, look, I think they can make Josh Allen's life miserable. I think they can sack Josh, Josh Allen a few times, but that defense is good, too. I think it's asking a lot to say this team is ready to hang with a legit Super Bowl contender. At this would juncture. you compare Washington's defense to the New York Jets, though? I would compare Washington's defense to anybody right now. I, I, I mentioned on my show, I think Deron Payne's one of the best players in all of football right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the defensive line is one of the best in the game. I think the secondary is making strides. I think that you, watching them have that lapse against Denver is a reminder, though. Are they elite for 60 minutes every time out? We haven't seen that over the course of a whole season. There, there, there are little glimpses. The Hail Mary pass at the end. Yeah. The Jets don't allow that Hail Mary pass at the end. That's a good point there. Uh, but I do feel like the defense has won the first two games for Washington, and I think there is a chance that they could steal this game from the Buffalo Bills. If the offense can put up some points and the defense is able to create some turnovers, you know, there is a window of opportunity for Washington to win this game. It's not like they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. No, and if you want to talk yourself into this, the Bills always have an early season slip-up. They mm. always have a game that they're supposed to win that they don't win. So it's it's not unreasonable to think, hey, could be us, could could be this time. Would you agree with me that preseason, when the schedule came out, you're looking at this game and you're saying it's probably a double-digit loss. Now you look at it, I think Washington even covers the spread if, if they do lose. You know, it, it's so hard in the NFL because you could have a late touchdown. Or you, the, the one thing I really like about these guys, Sam Howell scoring before halftime, scoring late in games, running that efficient two-minute drill. I love that they're never seemingly out of it. Sam Howell ran the two-minute drill better than Russell Wilson did. You know, he, his before halftime got points. Russell Wilson took forever. Uh, that was really, really fun and encouraging to see. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. So every week on Wednesday, we will look back at the weekend of the National Football League. And Michael Phillips and myself, each of us will cancel a team. You're fired. Every Wednesday at 12.15. And then on NFL Hits, we'll officially turn the page from week two to week three and rank each game. But each week, one franchise will be canceled. Turn in your pads and helmets. Your season is done. A canceled franchise means we believe they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. You're fired. So, Michael, week one, you canceled... I started the New York hot. Giants. I started hot. Care to comment after they are now one and one? I they're they're fired. They they they, they <laughs> kick kick come back from the dead, Adam. <laughs> my my comment is uh, they're they're dead to me. Um, I I wish the best for Daniel Jones and company. Uh, but but they unfortunately are are no longer with my season. 
I canceled the Carolina Panthers. Feeling great about that. Yeah. Duh. I mean, that they might be the worst team in football this year. Yes. You're fired. So I, I would not be surprised at all if they have the number one pick. Yes. And then trade. Oh. You know, because they're not going to draft Caleb Williams, no, are they? I think they traded it for the the number one this year, right? Oh, right. I think the Bears get it. Yeah. I think the Bears could be sitting on the number one, and that would be decision time with Justin Fields. That yes. would be because you would have two years of Justin Fields. Um, I think that would be a, the Bears might dump to go for Caleb Williams if they end up in that spot. That would be interesting. All right. Who is Michael Phillips canceling week two? The way the bit works is only one of us can win. By the Super Bowl champion being yes. a team that you have not canceled. Yes. It, it, look, if you are up 20 points on a canceled team <laughs> at halftime, you go ahead and finish the job. Otherwise, you, you're in danger of getting canceled yourself. This is not a stunning pick. We're both going to cancel this team at some point this season. I am picking the Arizona Cardinals. You blow a 20-point halftime lead to a canceled team. Arizona Cardinals. You're fired. I like the pick. I like the selection, and, and I like the rationale I'm not gonna feel of bad. if you lose to a canceled team, you're basically automatically canceled. It's that, That's kind of, we're working on that policy here. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to extend that all the way. That's not a promise. It's not an ironclad uh, dis- decision, but I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards it. Is there any chance that Kyler Murray returns and they make a late season run and get into the postseason? I think it's more likely they become this year's Detroit Lions of last year, where at the end of the season it's like, hey, they were 8-9, and nine, but they were a frisky 8-9. and nine. They peaked <laughs> late, and then we spend the whole offseason blowing smoke like, man, Kyler Murray, think about that whole offseason, like Arizona's back, look out. I, I think that's far more likely than an actual legitimate playoff run. If you lose a 20-point halftime lead at home to, to the New York Giants, you're not, there's no signs of life there. Yeah. I am looking at an NFL team that is 0-2. I think that's where you have to look here uh, when you're canceling a team after the first two weeks. And I want to look at a team that has struggled offensively. And this is a team here that felt like they had their quarterback last year. And there was a lot of excitement because of this guy's dynamic playmaking ability. You know, keeping plays alive, running the ball, uh, juking people, making people miss, getting into the end zone. Very impressive season last year. This year... Has not looked good good at all. And in fact, when you watch the film, he looks like he's regressed. He looks like his play has gotten worse this season than he did last year. We're talking about 10 sacks in two weeks of football. We're talking about 10 sacks in two weeks of football. Three interceptions to just two touchdown passes. Justin Fields, very disappointed with what I have watched out of you and the Chicago Bears. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I'm canceling the Chicago Bears two weeks into this season. Look, I I thought this Chicago team might be decent, you know? Uh, I thought that they would take a step forward from last year. They're in a division where Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit have all looked so much better than them through two weeks. I was really excited for that Packers-Bears game in week one. I had that one circled. I thought this is finally their chance to, to get that to get that big win against the Packers to show they can compete in this division. But you look at it, this is a great pick, not only because the Bears are struggling and Justin Fields is struggling. Look at that division. They're not better than the Packers. They proved that on the field. They're definitively not better than the Detroit Lions right now, and I can't imagine they hang with the Vikings either as, as much as the Vikings are struggling. They're the worst team in the division. Not only that, I don't see a win on their schedule. They're at Kansas City this this Sunday. That's not going to end well. They are then uh, hosting the Denver Broncos. They're going to be a desperate team. Oof. Then it's at Washington Thursday night football. 
Then it's the Vikings. Then maybe they beat the Vegas Raiders? Maybe. We, we, could, we could be talking about an 0-7 football team. It's it's very possible. And at the, Could they have the 1-2 and two picks next year? Like, it's in sight here. If they've got the Panthers pick and they're they're headed down that road themselves, it's not unthinkable they're, they're at least a pair of top five picks coming their way. Yeah. Like Houston had that this year, the two and the three. Sure seems like we're moving towards that. Well, what does Chicago do, though? Do they stick with that head coach? What is his name? Matt Eberflus? I mean, it's you You can't give a coach a second opportunity with a top five draft pick. Right. That feels ridiculous to yeah. me. Yeah. It, when you have a top five draft pick, either it lands or it sets the franchise back. And, and the, I'm not convinced this is entirely Justin Fields' fault, but the franchise is set back right now. And, and to reboot with the same structure just seems silly to me. Well, I also never really thought Justin Fields was going to be a great NFL quarterback in college. And I don't feel the same. I feel the same way about the three rookies this year. Everyone loves to hype up these rookie quarterbacks. I'm just tearing them down because (laughs) I'm watching them play terrible quarterback play. It's inept. It's turnovers. It's, I mean, Bryce Young lining up in front of the guard. I mean, it's just laughable. These young quarterbacks. You should not start a rookie quarterback in his first year. You got to give him, it's a different sport than college football. Yes, at this they point. need to play a rivalry game week 18 against a meaningless Cowboys <laughs> team, and then they're ready to go next season. That's Everybody how knows. And Sammy Howell did it. Everybody knows. Hey, what did you think of Chase Young post game calling him Sammy Sosa? Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Swinging Sammy Sosa. Hey, for some reason, I got so juiced from that. I was so fired up. Chase Young is the one seed of like guy who says things here is like that's yeah. that's great. That's yeah. a, anything Chase Young says, I, I want it. I want it on the radio on on a soundbite. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it was great. I was a little disappointed that they interviewed him. Like Deron Payne had an unbelievable game, and we're just going to interview Chase Young. I think Deron Payne was happy with that. Deron Payne doesn't like being interviewed. No, but that's the thing is that Chase Young loves it. Yes, and I think it went to his head again. Well, I sure. wouldn't be surprised if he you know played bad this weekend. It's look, Chase Young's return to play was sponsored by chipotle okay <laughs> that like that's what you need to know about what's going on here. right and yeah. if that rg3 is all in for week one with adidas right yeah. like it's just echoes of that like when the comeback is sponsored you're you're out there a little chase too young all in for free guacamole i'm adam <laughs> epstein you're listening to awod radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105.1 fm Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We'd like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. You can always tweet us throughout the show at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug cleaning hotline as we go around the National Football League. It's our buddy Mark Schofield. What's going on, Mark? What's going on, Adam? How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, I'm doing great, and that's because the Washington Commanders are 2-0, and and I'm starting to talk myself into the possibility of this team being 3-0 and for the first time since 2005. I think it's certainly a possibility, and it's interesting. I think you'll appreciate this. I was on WGR up in Buffalo yesterday morning, and you know, uh-huh. certainly Bills fans are starting to think about, oh, they've got that big game coming up with the Miami Dolphins in two weeks, and 
and say, no, 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 you cannot look past this team you're going to see this weekend because this is a very feisty Buffalo Bills team. I mean, Washington Commanders team that the Buffalo Bills are going to get this week because we saw in this team last week some fight, some ability to go. And, you know, we can say what we want about the Denver Broncos. Maybe that team struggled a little bit. But Denver's a tough place to play. And when you get down early in a game like that, sometimes it's tough to come back. But they were able to do that. They were able to show some fight. That defense, as we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, has the ability to create some turnovers, has the ability to shut down some drives, get yourselves, you know, get your offensive brain outs and things like that. Sam Howell was playing extremely well. He's moving well in the pocket. He's seeing the field extremely well. He's making the right reads with the football. He's creating with his legs when he needs to. And you're getting a Bills team this weekend that, as I sort of alluded to, might be thinking about that Dolphins game in a couple of weeks. Hasn't played perfect football. Josh Allen, lots of turnovers last year where he led the NFL. Lots of turnovers in week one. You know, played mistake-free football in week two against the Raiders. But this is, I think, a different defense, as we're going to see. And so this is a very feisty, dangerous commander's team. And if the Bills really are looking ahead, Washington can certainly wake them up quickly on Sunday. So you're telling me Buffalo radio hosts are looking past Washington? That's bulletin board material there. What show were you on? Was it Sneaky Joe or Sal Capaccio? <laughs> uh, it was with my good buddy Sneaky Joe, but I will say Sneaky Joe uh, and Jeremy White, they weren't looking ahead, but he yeah. got the feeling that maybe the rest of the Bills fan base, <laughs> fan base might be. I don't want to get my pals up and No, I'm going to reach out to Sneaky show. Joe tomorrow. I've had him on the show oh, before. He's good. He is a good guy. He's a great guy. Yep. All right, so there are nine undefeated teams in the National Football League. Let me hear your top three of the 2-0 teams. Top three of the 2-0 teams. We actually just put this piece up over at SB Nation. We had all our writers sort of vote on it, so we got a little democratic process at work here. But Dallas Cowboys at one. And, look, the NFL world, the NFL landscape, NFL history is littered with teams that won the Super Bowl in September and didn't go on to do great things when the game's counted for real come playoff time. But the Dallas Cowboys look like a complete football team at the moment. They can certainly create havoc on the defensive side of the ball. We saw that in week one, obviously, against the Giants. Seeing that a little bit in week two as well when they flustered and got to Zach Wilson early and often. That offense can certainly take advantage of the opportunities that defense presents them. So Cowboys at one, Niners at two. Similar argument there. Very complete football team. You can get it done on the defensive side of the ball. You can get it done on the offensive side of the ball. They went in a blowout week one. They went a close one week two, so they've got the ability to win games a couple of different ways. And then at three, the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And they're an interesting team because they were so efficient and explosive last year in offense. But then when Tua got hurt, it sort of came back to earth. You know, this year, efficient and explosive on offense. That was a tough win in New England, a divisional opponent, but able to find a win on the road Sunday night. And it looks to be the same story, right? If Tua stays healthy, this is a dangerous football team. But if he gets hurt again, and let's face it, the injury history is something you have to consider here, things look a little bit different for the Dolphins. But right now, Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, those look like the three best teams in the league. Yeah, I actually went with Miami 1, San Francisco 2, and I put Philly at three, um, I just think, look, they still have so many pieces from last year. They brought in uh, even more weapons, and they haven't lost a game yet. Uh, so there are a ton of teams that are 0-2, and, and I am not giving up on the Vikings, and I'm not giving up on the Bengals. I believe both of them will bounce back from 0-2 and, and be in the postseason. What do you think? Yeah, and we did this sort of same exercise with the teams that haven't won yet, and we sort of looked at them from you know their playoff odds. And we had Cincinnati 1, Minnesota 2. 
kind of in line with what you're thinking. The Bengals, look, they got off to the 0-2 start last year as well, but this one does feel a little different, right? Last year, lose it overtime on a field goal to the Steelers, lose on a field goal to the Cowboys. You're 0-2, but one is a non-conference game. You know, it, it was there were some worries about trying to figure out cover two and things like that, but you get the feeling that they'll be able to figure it out. This year, you're 0-2, and you're 0-2 in the division. Burroughs hurt, banged up. Now you're not sure if he's going to play this week. He's talking about, you know, he's not anywhere near 100% now. And you can see him limited with pocket movement on Sunday in the game against the Ravens. And so it does feel a little different, but I still, like you, think that, like last year, they can find a way to sort of right the ship. They're still an extremely talented team. And then with the Vikings, you know, very intriguing start to the year to go down 0-2, lose to Tampa Bay, and then you get a rebound on a short week, go on the road. But a very talented team, and maybe that North, you know, all four teams, you know, kind of had their struggles last week. You know, there's certainly a room for them to make a run. Their defense is, I think, a bit ahead of schedule. I think that offense is going to be good. And when you look at the rest of the 0-2 teams, a lot of them, the Chargers, the Patriots, and some others, certainly have some questions. So right now, Minnesota and Cincinnati of the own two teams still look to be in the best position to make a run. Mark Schofield with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Read his work, SBNation.com. Follow him on social media, at Mark Schofield. What do you think is the storyline, the best storyline in the NFL that nobody's talking about? Wow, that's a fascinating question. I think the best storyline in the NFL right now, and one that I'm certainly watching, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, is this team yeah. for real, or is this just sort of smoke and mirrors? You you play Carolina and Bryce Young, a rookie quarterback, and then you know, kind of an odd game against the Packers. Is this team legitimate? Is this team for real? And I think there's an un, sort of undercard, you know, a chapter two to that, which is Bijan Robinson. He's been everything we thought he was going to be. He's been dynamic, explosive. They're using him in the pass game as well as the running game. And I'm reminded. Uh, I remember standing in the back of the room during his podium session at the Combine where he talked about, you know, people say I'm a three-down back, I'm a four-down back, because, yeah, I can pass protect, I can be on the field in third downs, but if it's fourth and one, I can get you that one. And what did we see on Sunday? It was fourth and one. They gave him the ball. He got him that one for the win to put that game away. Are they for real or not? We'll see over the next couple of weeks when their schedule cranks up a little bit, but they could be a sneaky good team. You know what? I'm going to one-up you a little bit here and say not just the Atlanta Falcons. The biggest storyline no one's talking about is the entire NFC South with three teams being 2-0. I really like the New Orleans Saints. I, I Look, I was in on Derek Carr and the Raiders last year. I had him as my MVP. I couldn't have been more wrong, right? It did not work out. But in New Orleans... I like Jameis Winston's leadership as the backup. I like Derek Carr because they're not really making him do too much. They've got Taysom Hill to mix things in, and they are solid on defense. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're a very good team, and I think the, the, the NFC South story is a great storyline because, you know, coming into the year, you're thinking, okay, well, it's the Saints, right? They've got Carr. They've got to have, got to have a very good defense, like you said. And the other teams have sort of quarterback questions, right? What's Baker really going to do down in Tampa? What are we going to see from Desmond Ritter? we got a rookie in Carolina. But now you've got three of those teams at 2-0. and I still think, like you, that the Saints are the class of that division. And when all is said and done, they're going to be at the top of that NFC South. But to get three teams to 2-0 and and to start having conversations, well, well, maybe Tampa does have something in Baker Mayfield. And maybe Desmond Ritter is the right quarterback for Atlanta not many people thought we'd be here after two weeks, but that's exactly where they are. And the NFC South, despite 
prognostications from people like me saying, oh, the AFC North, the AFC East, those might be the best divisions. The South is at least the most fun division right now. Mark, Thursday night football, the Giants travel across the country to face off against the 49ers. Do you give the G-men a fighting shot or no? It's hard to give them a fighting shot. I like the fact that they're staying out west. They're staying at Phoenix before traveling you know, to San Francisco to play that game. I think that's smart. You've got Saquon banged up. You know, you're going to be coming off an emotional high with that sort of comeback win against Arizona. But that's a very complete football team in the 49ers like we just talked about. You know, it's, a, it's an NFL football game. Every team certainly has a shot to go out and win. But this is a tough ask for New York. Short week, banged up Saquon Barkley, coming off that emotional win. It's hard to see the Giants going out west and stealing this one. Great stuff as always, Mark. Appreciate you joining the show. Thanks so much, Adam. Have a great day. Enjoy the week games this week. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910, The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. If you were out at the Diamond last night, I want to hear from you right now, 833-804-0910. As 7,000 fans here in Richmond made their their ways to the Diamond to check out the Flying Squirrels playoff baseball game. And so to break this down a little bit, you have to understand there's a backstory, Christopher. All right. So yesterday I did the show live from the Diamond. Last season, we did the show live from the Diamond for the playoff game. Erie defeated the Flying Squirrels and ended their season. So this year for me, it's personal, right? Like Deion Sanders said, it's personal. All right. I don't like the Sea Wolves, and the Sea Wolves don't like the Flying Squirrels. All right. And I believe that Erie is a dumb place. And you know what? I would love. Love for them to hate me because I'm trying to build myself as a name here at Mid-Market Radio in Richmond, and this guy in Erie is just getting in my way. So if you missed it yesterday on my show at 2.45, I decided to get into the game. You know, Parney said it on air, and he's so right. The Flying Squirrels are Richmond's team. They're Richmond's team. I love the Commanders. I'm a diehard Commanders fan. I'm a VCU alum. Love VCU basketball. I love to root for Virginia Tech football. But the Flying Squirrels are Richmond's team. It's been Richmond's team for nearly 15 years now. And we're trying desperately to bring a championship to Richmond. And so, yes, I will admit, I got worked up in the emotions of the game. At the Diamond, broadcasting live ahead of the playoff game. And like I said, this got personal. They beat us last year. I got caught up in the rivalry. There's so many emotions that go into a playoff run. We've never won a title. Yesterday was Dennis Pelfrey, the manager's birthday. You know, Parney's taking a step back after the season. There's so many storylines. We needed the win yesterday. And I'll admit, I got lost in the sauce. I decided to take a shot at one of their play-by-play guys. I decided that I was not having it with anything related to Erie, Pennsylvania. And you know what? I didn't realize that the play-by-play guys for the Erie Seawolves were actually sitting in the booth right next door to me. As I'm calling them fat, out-of-shape losers that are probably losing their hair. Now, I've never met them because here's what happened. I did the segment at 2.45. I did my post-game show. 
right? Which you know is my forward promo, getting everyone excited mm-hmm. for the yeah. next day. We post the podcast. We post each hour of the show. Takes some time. We post a full best of hour for people on their ride home. Yes, yesterday at 2.45 was part of the best of. So you could hear me make fun of the Erie Seawolves, the logo, the CEO, the entire state of Pennsylvania, and their broadcast team. You you hit them everywhere. I did. Yes. This For me, it's personal. This year, it's personal. All right? And so I leave the building at about 3.15, 3.20. I get home to a Twitter storm. Greg Gania, Greg Gania, Greg underscore Gania decided to tweet me at AWOD Radio, subtweet. Says, next time you feel the need to trash the play-by-play guys for an opposing team, feel free to open the door and set it to said play-by-play guys. Oh, could they hear you through the wall? Oh, they could hear me. But here's the thing. I responded. I was very loud. The door was always open. We did the three-hour show. Five straight hours. Michael Phillips did it with the door open. It was too hot in the booth. We had the door open. He could have easily walked over, introduced himself, Said, hey, I don't like you taking shots at us. We could have squashed it then. We can still squash it right now. I have two hours of radio, and you know what? The phone lines are open, Greg. 833-804-0910. I would love to hear from you. Because this year, it's personal. Between the Seawolves and the Flying Squirrels. But you know what? Gotta give a big shout out to the members of the AWOD Army. We always talk about the AWOD Army. Who are these people? Right? These listeners that have been supporting the show since I was working with the Junkies. Listen to some of the tweets here. Uh, Papa Jack says, give Greg a break. He's still mourning Jimmy Buffett's death. Uh, Brian (laughs) says, you better not mess with the AWOD army. Uh, Roff says, this dude went to school in a cornfield. Pass. Mark Mark says, clearly you didn't listen to the broadcast and you're just going off of someone told you. Shameful. Sportsorama, keep AWOD's name out your damn mouth. Big squeeze. What gives you power over the AWOD army? Andrew, maybe next time don't suck and AWOD won't have to tell you off. Matt says, AWOD Army assemble. Nat's fan says, AWOD Army is your daddy now. Coda with a soda. I'll beat your ass. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I just love this. I I love this. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'm all in for a mid-major market radio war. And you know what? Erie's up 1-0. They defeated the Squirrels last night 5-0. I'll take that loss on myself. I'll take that loss on the chin. I messed up. AWOD takes that loss. Not Shane Matheny. Not Carson Seymour. AWOD takes that loss. I messed up the juju at the diamond. I took a shot at their play-by-play team. And you know what? Their team responded. But I stand by it. I stand by the fact that our broadcast team is the freaking best. We have the best broadcast team in AA baseball. Maybe in all the minor league system. Erie ain't got nothing on RVA. And so I started the segment by hyping up Parney and the work that he does behind the scenes and hyping up Blaine McCormick and Trey um, Trey Wilson and the great work that they do calling every single game on 910 The Fan. And, and that's where I wanted to go with it. Just hype up our guys. But you know what, Greg? You started a war. You started a war against AWOD Radio. So if you want to say something, why don't you come up and say it to my face and not be a keyboard warrior? You know how easy it is to hear something and then just... and type it up on Twitter? Anybody can do that. You know what? They're paying monkeys to tweet now. Why don't you come on the show, Greg? Phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. Believe me, I know this is going to get back to you. I... I got to check them out so I can start clowning their producers. Yeah. Get get some producer beef going. Here we go. (laughs) 
That's that'd be a great bit. <laughs> then we get the then we get the producers of the show going at it. And my 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 favorite thing about what happened yesterday was Michael Phillips and myself went to uh, Parney's Pub after the game, and I'm thinking, uh oh, I started some drama here. I, oh. I went, took a shot at their CEO. Maybe I upset our CEO, Todd Parnell. Parney. He told me it was the greatest 10 minutes he's ever heard. <laughs> he loved every second of the rant. He couldn't wait for me to respond today on the show. Gotta love our oh, guy, Parney. I'm so sad I was out sick yesterday. I know, you missed it. You yeah, really did miss it. a good one. I mean, come on, Greg. Hey, you know what? If you're listening right now, let's tweet at Greg. All right, Greg <laughs> underscore Gania. What's he doing? You know, he's traveling back to Erie from Richmond. He's got no reason not to call into the show. We can squash this right now. It doesn't need to have legs and be a story that grows. Or it could get worse. Well, it can only get worse for them. <laughs> All right. It's not going to get any worse for the flying squirrels. <laughs> I'm taking the loss on myself. The squirrels right, did right. everything right. They just didn't put any runs on the board. That's my fault. That's that, my fault. That's fair. That's very bold of you to, to take that. I'm taking the loss for myself. But you know what? It's baseball. Crazier things have happened. You know, the Washington Nationals won four road games to win the World Series a few years ago. Road games are winnable games in baseball. You know what matters? Who's on the mound? You know what matters? What happens over the course of nine innings? I'm not giving up on the Flying Squirrels, and neither should you. We're going to win two games on the road. We're going to win two more games on the road, and they'll be coming back to the Diamond for the championship. And you know what? We'll all be celebrating because I think Richmond is going to win the minor league title this year. It's going to happen. I'm talking it into existence. I've told myself I believe it. You should believe it, too. We believe in the Flying Squirrels. Have fun. Go nuts. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan.